Thank you for listening to episode 25 of The Kindness Rebellion. This episode is with Janelle Littlebear, an author, spiritual healer, and a friend that I had made at my previous job. Um, she actually worked on my team, and one day she had noticed with the rest of my team that I was having a very, very difficult day. And um, by a stroke of luck, we actually had a one-on-one -on -one schedule that day. And um, she ended up offering me this healing session, which um, really opened me up and helped a lot. And after that moment, I was like, I need to have you on my podcast. Um, so this was a really great conversation. We focus a lot on spirituality and, and what that role plays in her life specifically. Uh, I was really interested how her indigenous heritage actually uh, coincides with her Mormon faith. Um, and so it, had a very, it was a very interesting conversation. And I think what was really important for me is, uh, is being more open to uh, the LDS experience of spirituality. I left the LDS church maybe <laughs> almost decades ago at this point. And uh, it, I had a lot of animosity towards the LDS faith for a long time. And it wasn't until I came back to my own spiritual journey that I was able to have respect for people in the LDS Church and their spiritual experiences. And you'll hear me discuss that a lot more in this episode. So without further ado, let's listen to the episode and thank you so much for being here. This is a podcast about rejecting tyranny and oppression by cultivating both systemic and individual change. I believe the only way to create this kind of monumental change is to inspire understanding, love, and kindness. From there, we can work to embody these essential values in our cultural systems and in our individual lives. My hope is that by effectively communicating with anyone and everyone, we can establish a shared vision for humanity and explore new ways of living to build a better world for all of us. I'm your host, Nathan Jones, and this is The Kindness Rebellion. Hey, Janelle. Thank you so much for coming on to The Kindness Rebellion. I really appreciate you uh, taking the time to, to join me here and, and share kind of your, your insights and your wisdom. Um, just a little background, Janelle and I uh, used to work with each other, and it was, uh, it was really funny because we kind of, you know, I, you were working for me technically, mm -hmm. and, and I just kind of, I don't even know how we started talking about some like really deep concepts about like spirituality, you know, religion and, and like okay. ethics. Like how did, how did we even end up? talking about that. I don't, I don't even remember. You know, I don't really know. I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think I, in a way I just kind of felt like you were open to things. Mm. And so, um, to be able to talk to you about things, I, I just kind of felt your heart mm. and knew that I could, I could talk to you about oh, things. I love that. And, Cause yeah. that, that was honestly something that was just so cool is like, um, I was able to, that was something I really valued in that space is like any time that I could talk with um, people I was working with about real things, just things that we actually found valuable and were actually able to connect. And that was something I really appreciated and valued about you is that we were able to actually connect. And um, and so that was kind of a, a great way to just get to know you and have some uh, great conversations there. And then I do want to add this here as well is there was um, there was one day that I was I was really struggling. Uh, you you remember this? <laughs> yeah. And uh, and you know I had I had left work uh, for lunch and was just like I had just been like bawling in my car like just like just essentially just like feeling like a lot of just this pain about like oh like there's just so much like weight on my shoulders and things like that. And you you knew like you you could just tell 
that something was going on. Um, and then you came into my office and we had like a one-on-one scheduled, right? Yeah. And you just offered to, uh, what was it? Body talk? Yeah. Yeah. Do some healing for you. Oh, and that changed everything. Like it really, like it really opened me up. I, I, I was, I was actually really hesitant to it at first. I was like, mm-hmm. I was just like, I don't know about this. I'm not sure kind of thing. But, um, and I, there was actually one moment during it where you're just like, okay, you're open now. And I was like, ah, oh, she knows what the hell. <laughs> so, like, I was like, oh, what the heck? And, uh, and that just like, it was really cool. Cause once I did kind of just relax and open up, I, I found like a lot of healing through that. So I just yeah. kind of wanted to start it by saying, um, mm-hmm. thank you so much. You're very welcome. I, I thought it was really amazing because um, the spirit told me, I I usually go by the spirit and what the spirit Mm -hmm. tells me, um, kind of like I could feel. Mm -hmm. And and I knew at that time that um, on our our chat, our group chat, that that they were talking about wanting to do something for you, like get you a gift certificate. And the spirit's like, he doesn't need a gift certificate. <laughs> he needs healing. <laughs> so, uh, you know, what was so amazing, I though, that. <laughs> was that you and I had never scheduled any meetings before that. Yeah. But that day was supposed to be the day where that was able to happen, where that time was set aside for, just for you us. to be able to have that. Yeah, for us to, uh. to talk and do that. And so... I putting myself aside and what I thought was like, no, I'm going to go in and I'm going to do this because Mm. that's what I know needed to be done. And I feel like when we have one of our brothers and sisters that are struggling, that we need to really reach out and help them. Mm. And that's what I loved about where we work too, is it's created that space to where you can be yourself. Mm. And I loved that because there are so many times where you feel like when you've got different um, gifts and different things that you kind of just hold back, mm-hmm. but you created that safe space for your um, for the people who you um, supervised and for your um, for what you did there. And I just want you to know I really appreciate that. I. I think it was great how you how you loved the individuals and that you you spoke to them and they were able to speak to you and that left it open to do that. I so, appreciate that. Yeah. And I, I just wanted to share that right off the bat because I, I really did appreciate that. It meant so much to me. And it was after that moment that I was like, will you be on my podcast? Because <laughs> I was just like, this woman is incredible. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. So it was just, it meant a lot to me. Um, and so I, I did want to give that little brief introdu- introduction of just kind of how we knew each other. But um, I'll also just give you some time right now to just introduce yourself to our listeners um, and uh, just kind of uh, let us know who you are. And then we can kind of jump into all the all the fun questions. Okay. Um, my name is Janelle Murphy. Um, my mother was um white and my father was Dene, which is Navajo. Um in the Navajo way, we when we introduce ourselves, we tell each other our clans. Mm-hmm. And so in that way, I am born for the Bilagana, which means white. Mm-hmm. And then I am Totachini, which is the bitter water clan from my father. Mm-hmm. So that's how we introduce ourselves in the native way. Um, so that we know if we have clan cousins or not mm. um, when we when we um, get in contact with our brothers and sisters. Um, 
so that's what we do. I, I love to teach. I, I am a teacher. I am a healer. That is my passion, mm. as you probably know. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, I love healing. That's in my DNA. That, that is passed on to me from my ancestors, actually, mm. um, on my dad's side. And um, I am an author. So, awesome. Well, and yeah. you, you, your healing has been amazing in my own life. Just, just that one, it was only, what, like a half hour, maybe an hour long, and it, it changed a lot for me. It really opened up just kind of like my mind, my experiences, my, like literally my body. Like I, I, I felt a, like stress just like wash away in that moment. Yeah. And it was very, very important to me. So I really appreciated it. Yeah. And, um, and one thing you kind of mentioned there is just like, uh, is, um, like you're, you're a spiritual teacher a lot, right? You're, you're, mm-hmm. um, and so I kind of wanted to start there actually is just to, to get a real, a real great understanding of what role does spirituality play in your life? Mm-hmm. Um, what, what is its uh, value to you? Um, I think it's very, very vital and important um, as far as balancing, having balance in our life. We are born into this world we, where we see all the physical. But if you look at who we are and our makeup, like our healing is what we have in our tribe is called our walk in beauty or our beauty way. And to be able to walk in your beauty is to be physically, spiritually, emotionally, and mentally balanced. Mm. So that part of the spiritual plays an important role um, in that part of walking in your beauty. Um, So you are physical, but you're also spiritual. Mm. And because you are both, you have a right to both worlds. Mm. But we don't see it that way. We only see the physical side because that's what we see. Mm but we don't focus so much on the spiritual side. But in order for us to be balanced in this world and also to balance Mother Earth, we are to be walking in our beauty, the physical, the spiritual, the emotional, and mental. So spiritual to me has been very important. That spiritualness is very important to me because that is my um, relationship with my creator Mm. and how I see the world and how, how I gain his wisdom and his understanding. Mm -hmm. That's very important to me. There's been many times in my life where, um, it's been very comforting where I don't understand something, but I'll hear the spirit whisper, Oh, this is why it is this way. And I think, when we get that understanding of why things are the way they are, then we can accept it better. And our path, um, walking on mother earth is a lot smoother. Mm. And this has happened in times past. I know even fool's crow had said that our people actually were spiritual and physical at one time. Mm. We had both of those worlds together and we kind of separate those two mm-hmm. nowadays, yeah. or we don't even think about the spiritual side of things. Yeah, as we that. could. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. that. I re- I re- sorry. I, sorry to interrupt. I, I I really like the the emphasis on like balance because um, I do think that that's a very very necessary part of health and kind of like you know holistic healing and things like mm-hmm. that. Um, and I think that we've I think most of us, especially in America, have become like very unbalanced in a lot of ways. And I think spirituality is a big part of that. Um, 
you know, I, I, I was listening to someone, I can't remember what their name was, but they were talking about how like kind of the main ethos of the West is almost like nihilism now. And I think that comes from a little bit of a death of spirituality. And that was something I experienced in my own life, which I think is what really kind of gravitated me towards you is that I was really um, starting to build up sort of my spiritual knowledge and experiences. And so I just, I really, um, I really found it, I, it was just easy to be open with you and easy to learn from you. Um, because of a lot of your spiritual wisdom. It was amazing because there were things that I was told to tell you. Mm. And it's sometimes even wisdom that you know is healing. Sometimes even understanding is healing. Mm. So when you're kind of out of balance and you're feeling like overwhelmed or overloaded, sometimes it's just that wisdom or that understanding where it helps to alleviate your burden mm -hmm. in a way. Um, and then also the, the energetic side of you being able to balance all those things um, is so important. But I, I see um, what I talk about is standing in your own holy place. Mm -hmm. And that's very important. I think um, the Lord talks about, um, we, we talk about that, like standing in holy places. But you standing in your holy place gives you power and it gives you comfort and peace because standing in your holy place is knowing who you are in the sight of your creator mm -hmm. and knowing the things that you can do. And when you know that and you know, um, you know that you are balanced in that way, that... Um, you are a son and daughter of your creator. Mm. When you know that and you get that from him, from your creator about seeing how you are in the eyes of him and how much he loves you very much, um, I don't think we recognize that as much how much he loves us. Mm -hmm. There is so much that... Um, we don't recognize because we're not in tune, but even there's little signs that will, will tell you, Hey, I am here today. And we've just got to learn to open up and see differently than what we have been. Mm -hmm. It's very important to do that. We need to awake to a sense of who we are in the eyes of our creator. I like that. I think that's something that like I've been really trying to focus on personally as well. I mean, even just with the, the, the recent changes in my life, like getting fired from, from our job kind of thing, mm -hmm. um, was a huge point for me where I thought like, like I, it just hit me like, who am I? Like, what, like, what am I even doing? Cause I thought I had a lot of this, um, almost revelation as to like what I needed to do at work. And then it all was kind of taken away. And, but what I, I think what I'm really resonating with right now and that I kind of, um, started to understand afterwards was like it was stripping away stuff to force me to see like what it like what am I what is the what are the true values that I seek to possess and and uh, I think or maybe to embody less less about possession but and uh, and what I kind of started to feel is like well all I all I care about is like understanding people loving people and offering kindness and I kind of just realized like well I can keep doing that even if I'm not mm -hmm at my work and everything like that. And I really like what you said about, um, like, uh, maintaining peace through that. Yeah. Um, and, and finding your peace. Um, that, uh, that's something that I've been really trying to, 
to pay more attention to. This is something we've talked about before, so you can kind of dive more into it. But um, just like when, when you told me to kind of pay attention to when when I'm letting my peace go, yeah, or like when I'm giving yeah. it away, um, that's something that's really resonated with me, and I've kind of focused on that a lot. Yeah, that's good. I think like in that situation, you can either get let things happen where where you can get negative um, ideas about negative things that happen to you, or you can look at it as like, hey, I'm being thrown in the direction that I need to go. Mm. And as much as it is uncomfortable for us, Mm -hmm. if we can look at it that way, sometimes through those hard times that we have, um, it's if we can know the understanding that, that our creator has a perfect plan for us, planned even down to the perfectest details, the, mm-hmm. the very minute details, then I think that's where the Savior talks about um, the burden being light and take his yoke upon you. Because mm-hmm. if you know that you're walking in your beauty and walking in the way that you need to go, then the hard times can come and then you can recognize them as some different direction that you're supposed to Mm -hmm. take in your life. Like an opportunity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you think about that. And instead of letting that anger or sorrow or getting down on yourself saying, Hey, I, I didn't do this, but you recognize it as an opportunity, then you can know, okay, what do I need to do? Because our creator is trying to help us to, um, fulfill our purpose here. Mm. And I don't think that your purpose could have been fulfilled any more there than what it needed to be. And your purposes are a lot different. And so I'm glad that you were able to stay in that peace and to be able to go in a direction that would be more positive for you mm-hmm. when it looks like such a negative thing. Yeah, I appreciate that because it, it definitely did feel negative at first, but um, it was honestly like like the text that you sent me and some of the just the guidance that you sent me that just like really helped me feel like, you know what, this is a good thing. This is a really this is a, an opportunity. This is a, a pointing in the right direction, and um, it, it was uh, very much appreciated. Yeah. And I kind of wanted to to move on a little bit to some of the one one of the things that I think really drew me to you and um, is is uh, the way that your spiritual beliefs are. Um, kind of like are informed by indigenous, your indigenous heritage and culture, as well mm-hmm. as your LDS faith. And um, I'd love to kind of get more insight onto what that looks like for you, how they kind of work together. And before you answer, I just kind of wanted to make it very clear for my audience too, is that um, despite my my uh, my past with the LDS church and kind of like, and the fact that I am no longer LDS, like I have no intention of... Um, you know, trying to disrespect or berate, you know, the LDS church in any way. And I think that my meeting with you and like getting, becoming a lot closer and developing a friendship was a very important part of me being able to kind of heal my past, I guess I would say like trauma or just my distaste for the LDS church, Mm -hmm. um, because I just have such a deep respect for you. And it's helped Mm -hmm. me to even, um, like align better with my family and be able to be more open to their, um, kind of their, their LDS views and, and when they're trying to, to help me with kind of their, like their LDS guided, um, guidance, if you will. But, um, so yeah, just kind of, if you, if I just wanted to kind of preface it that way, um, this is not going to be a podcast where I'm trying to grill you or anything. It's, it's, uh, I, am just here to learn and I really appreciate your insight. And so I'd love to start with just kind of how your, your indigenous heritage, um, works with uh, your LDS faith. 
You know what's so amazing about it is that I grew up LDS, and I I still am LDS, and I will always be LDS. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if we stop compartmentalizing everything, mm-hmm. I am this and I am that. This is what happened in the past. This is what's happening. It's like really our native way is the spirit of one. Mm. So when we start getting into um, I am this, I am that, and we start compartmentalizing, Mm -hmm. then it separates us. Mm. Um, It does. The important thing is the love that we have for each other as our brothers and sisters. Mm -hmm. When we feel that complete love, um, it's, very important to be understanding with that person. Mm. Um, that's why in our own spiritual way, we need to have that peace, but we also need to feel that charity. Mm-hmm. So that's what I love about the Book of Mormon. It has taught me so much more on a spiritual um, spiritual way or spiritual path. Um, it was a record of our people. Mm. Um that's what I love about it. I love to, to, um, I love to read and understand and be taught by the spirit, the spiritual ways of the Book of Mormon. There is actually different levels um, of the Book of Mormon that you can read it on. Mm-hmm. Some people will look at it as, um, you know, I'll just read. I read this chapter, but spiritually. There is light, there is knowledge, and there is protection in the Book of Mormon. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times when we say, well, I'm not going to be LDS anymore, you know, that is that person's choice. But a lot of times I have found that when people do that, because of things that happened in the past or because of indifferences, they cut themselves off even with their creator. Mm. And that is the hardest part. It's like, stay with your creator, stay with what you know, stay Mm. with what you feel in your spirit, Um, stand in your holy place. That is the most important thing. Keep that love, keep that charity. Um, Even in the Book of Mormon at the very end, those who are LDS know that there is a part there where um, everybody's being killed off because everybody has become so degenerate. Mm. And yet I think it's Mormon or Moroni that's talking about a peaceful walk, walking in peace. So can we get to the point where we have faith, hope, charity, love, which gives us peace that no matter what happens in this world, that we stay on our walk in beauty and on our path. Um, that is so very important because as all this stuff happens around us that you just see is like, you know, if you're uprooted out of your job or Mm -hmm. whatever happens to you, um, you're able to stand in your holy place still and not be moved. And then you get to be that anchor for others, for your brothers and sisters who, who are struggling and having a hard time, because you know what? This life on this mother earth gets so very hard. Mm -hmm. And um, 
it is one of the hardest places to be. And those who are here are meant to be here. And it is very important for each one of us to find our purpose and to be able to feel empowered because through the negative times that we have, we actually spiritually and energetically get to grow in light. Mm. And that's an important thing. That's how we grow our light. It's kind of like the law of opposites. Like mm -hmm. how can you, how can you be really happy if you've never been really sad? Yeah. How can you appreciate your health if you haven't been sick? Mm -hmm. It's the same thing as you, you grow spiritually you get the opportunity to sometimes walk through that darkness and that's what actually propels you in a higher way mm. a higher walk yeah i like that um i think one of the, one of the things there that that i just that i just really resonated with was um the the idea of uh oh no i might have just lost my train of thought <laughs> So sorry about That's that. That's all right. <laughs> um, I, I guess I guess one of the things that um, I kind of wanted to understand more is oh oh just kind of um, like the unity you know and just making sure that like um, that we don't let the because th there's a, there's this conversation I had with my mom uh, very recently where um, it was actually right like right after I got fired and I was and I was or actually no it was right before I got fired and I was telling her like I am really struggling in this place so like that's something to consider but like. Um, and, you know, and she kind of was like, she was asking me like, hey, are you ever going to come back to the church? And, um, oh, and sorry, this is, I remember now. And I was kind of like, you know what, I, this just, I just found that it wasn't like speaking to me. But what I did find is exactly what you were mentioning, where when I left the church, I did cut off any, like, um, any connection with my creator. Um, I really did cut off any sense of spirituality and any sort of like, um, belief really and and it and it honestly just left me bereft like I was I was I became very nihilistic and I just like um very depressed and and I was like very unhappy and and I found my new spiritual I found my spirituality through um through other means like uh through psilocybin um as well as uh um like uh sort of Western takes on Eastern philosophy, like Alan Watts and things like that. Um, but one of the things that she she was talking to me about is she was she was kind of bearing her testimony to me. She was telling me um, her very deep and personal spiritual experiences, and the like. What was just so cool about it is that I know that if we had tried to have that conversation years ago, I would have immediately shut off as soon as she started to like kind of try and what I would have perceived as preaching to me. Mm -hmm. But uh, I instead was just like totally open to it. And I, what I realized at the end of it is I was like, I was like, mom, that experience is 100% true. Like you 100% felt that. And I was like, and I've had experiences that are very similar to that. I think we just call them different things. Yeah. And, and that was, and that was a really good connection point for me was being able to mm -hmm. kind of like, was being able to see that. And I think it's, it's related to what you're saying where, you know, you, you don't get cut off from your creator, still staying in your holy place, still still allow yourself to feel that connectedness and that spirituality because I mean in the end that's that's the most valuable thing and and without it um I was very very lost and it was yeah. and it was very important to find and it's like you could see like how did that feeling of being lost serve you mm. Mm. how did it serve you not very well at all it didn't serve you very good did mm -hmm. it but yet you got to learn from it it was an experience and so if you really look at it, the thing that I learned the most about this life 
is we are here living and breathing and we get experiences, whether they are good Mm -hmm. or whether they are bad, they are experience. We get to be in a physical body and learn and experience. And that's Mm -hmm. really a gift to us, whether it's good or bad, because we are here. And in the eternal progression, that is very important to be able to experience in a physical body. Mm -hmm. Um, You had talked about how, like my spirituality, I, there was a time where I think our creator was trying to work with me um, on the spiritual side of things. As far as like the LDS side, that's religion. And I love that. That is something that I know is very important because there's different covenants that we make with our creator in that sense. Mm. You go to the temple, you're baptized. Those are covenants that you make. But I also know that he led me on the path of spirituality. And when I was at the darkest time of my life, um, I, I guess I had recognized that through the years I was not myself. I could not be myself. Mm. And it was a very dark place for me to be. And I want to tell you that you have the right to be who God created you to be. Don't let anybody take that away from you or let you feel that you don't have that right you have that right to be who God created you to be. I felt that at one point and I was walking with my daughter and I heard when this dark time had come, you might as well just kill yourself. There's no way out. Mm. And I was in such a dark place. Some people call it like the dark night of the soul Mm. where you're just like hopeless. You just, don't have the energy to do anything. And I was just felt very, um, very lost with a lot of hope and without hope. And I think there's a lot of people on this earth that can get in that place. And the thing that I learned about that was the only thing that kept me from not going that way was knowing that I had to take care of my girls. Mm -hmm. But if people can realize that there is extreme light after that darkness and try to remember that that darkness that you go through is a learning experience and that it will propel you into something greater, then even if you can have that little hope or understanding, I just heard just this little voice say, just hold on, Mm. just hold on. When that happened the next morning, I woke up at probably about four o'clock in the morning and I heard the spirit say, Janelle, you need to go see a medicine man. Mm. And so I took my spiritually gifted friend Mm -hmm. and we went down to um, Arizona and my aunt had taken me to um, Chester Brown, which was a a native medicine man and he knew how to fire gaze, Mm. which was really, really cool. Um, you would, he took a fire and then it burnt down to ashes. And then you tell the fire what, um, what clan you are. And then you give it a cedar offering. Hmm. And then there would be pictures that would show up in the ashes 
according to how to help you. And that's what he did. Mm. And so at one point he went into a different world and petitioned the holy people, I guess you can say prayed, Mm -hmm. on my behalf. So he was talking to the holy people. And then he took a um, feather and he put it on my body like this and he flicked it in the fire and he goes, do you see that? I'm like, no. <laughs> and then he gets something out and puts it on a little, a little um, paper and it's a little bone mm. that was in me. And I, I saw it and it actually reminded me about like fool's crow some of the things that spiritually happen because I had read the book Fool's Crow, Wisdom and Power, which is really good. Mm. I highly recommend that, that he was actually one of the last great medicine men and he could have a vision of a feather and pull it out and make it real. Mm. Now think about this with Christ when he manifested and he said, you can do these things greater than me because I go to my father. Mm. What are we not doing? We are living below our means here. Mm. And there are great miracles that can happen because our God is a God of miracles, but it's because of our unbelief that those don't happen, Mm. that there's greater faith that can come about. So anyway, he did that for me and it actually helped me, but somehow within me, it taught me a greater way. And when it talks about in the scriptures about um, the Holy Ghost bringing all things to your remembrance, um, the spiritual way started coming to me um, through my healing. And I'd grow a garden and I would do the garden in a spiritual way. I would kneel down on Mother Earth and I would dedicate that plot of land to... um, to my garden and my plants there and intend it be a, a place of light for my plants to be. Then when I got my little plants, I would ask each one where they needed to be in my garden. Mm. Now you understand that everything is spiritual before it's physical. So they have intelligence too. So being able to be in tune with them is very important. So I put them in the area of my garden where they would flourish the most. Mm. And they told me where they needed to be. All you have to do is ask them. Mm. And you will know spirit to spirit where they need to be. Mm. And so I did that. I didn't use any fertilizer, any stuff for pests or anything. And that year that I did that and asked the angels to come and help my garden I had the most amazing, beautiful garden, but I would be out there with my, my plants and I loved them. I'd play beautiful music and I could feel that they loved it. And it's so amazing because in the native way, when you are more spiritually in tune like that, then everything else can be more at peace as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I used to have a, a deer that would come and I'd feel like I was being watched and I would look up and there'd be these Big, beautiful eyes just looking at me, (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, watching me in my garden, and she would let me pet her. Mm -hmm. And it was was the most amazing time for me, the most 
time that I could be connected with Mother Earth in doing my garden. Mm -hmm. And in turn, at the time, I also did my genealogy. Now, in the LDS way, we know that we... we um, perform those ordinances for our ancestors, but it actually gave me the opportunity to know them mm. um, in a way that I wouldn't have known them before. Yeah. So I know there's a specific purpose for that and meaning, not only to do that in the temple, but also to know them. Mm -hmm. On the native side, we talk about our ancestors. We, we glean strength from them. Um, it's important to know them. And that gave me the opportunity to do that. So I saw that through all those different ways of doing things, of incorporating the stuff through the temple, the ordinances and, and the native side, it helped me heal and grow in the way that our creator knew needed to happen. Mm. And so then um, I started learning about different spiritual things. And the part for me was like, just being open to it, mm -hmm. open to possibilities was important. Um, I, I think I had talked about this on another podcast, but I remember um, being in my garden one day, and I, I don't think I went into it as much, but I'm going to talk to you about that. Mm -hmm. Our native people knew a long time ago that the elements and different things were there. And just like Christ, when he told the, the water, peace, be still. Now, he had that peace within him, mm -hmm. first of all, to be grounded, standing in his holy place. And, of course, he's who he is, but he said, peace, be still. Mm -hmm. And then he was like, then his apostles were like, oh. You know, and then he, he talked to them about that. But one time I was sitting in my garden and I heard the spirit say, you can control the weather. I No, I can't. <laughs> That's dumb. Where did that come from? I can't do that. And it was like that spirit was planting a little seed, mm -hmm. but I was open. And I said, Heavenly Father... You know, I really want to learn the spiritual ways, but I don't have the time or the money to go down and learn from a medicine man. It was the desire that he knew that I had. Mm -hmm. And I asked. Um, and I said, I don't have the time or the money to go. And so what happens? Red Elk comes in from Washington. And my friend brought him in. And he taught me what it meant to be a child of God. Wow. We sing about it mm -hmm. in the LDS faith, but do we really know what it means to be one? And when my friend introduced him, he said, I don't know why I was told to bring him in, but the spirit told me to. I was like, oh, I about fell off my chair because yeah. I'm like, that's what I that's wanted. That, yeah. I wanted to learn from a medicine man. And he didn't belong to any church, but he read the Bible. And he's the one that stressed to me, um, you can do the things of, of Christ because he says you can. Mm -hmm. Now, me looking at it on, on this side, we endear our elders. We're taught to listen to our elders. They have wisdom. They've 
been on a life path before us and they, if we're wise, we will listen to them. And so I really listened to my elder and he talked about doing the things of Christ. He said, if you want to, if you want to um, manifest a turkey dinner, he goes, you can manifest a turkey dinner because Christ says you can. Mm -hmm. I was like, I really believed what my elder told me. And so I was walking one day and my, my little girl was, um, she was, we were walking and she was hungry and she said, mom, I'm hungry. And I was like, well, let's, I'll go home and I'll get you something to eat. Mm -hmm. So she turned again and she said, mom, I'm really hungry. And I said, father, can I manifest? And like, okay, how does red elk say you can manifest? I'm going to teach you something here, how okay. he says it. Very important. Mm -hmm. He said, you get in the mind of a child. Hmm. He said that when Christ was asked who was the greatest in the kingdom, he said a little child. They have the best imagination. They um, are willing to go through anything that anybody puts them through. And it's a little child. So I thought, okay. I'm going to get in the mind of a child. How I did that was I was expecting that to happen. Mm. Imagining what he said, if you want to do that, if there's an apple, if you want to manifest an apple, get all your senses into it. Taste it, bite into it, smell it, see it, hear it. Everything that your senses do when you got that apple. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, I'm going to manifest an apple. So I kept walking and I heard the spirit say, there will be something around the corner. So here I am walking a little faster on my yeah. walk <laughs> and went around the corner and nothing was there. So I did not think as an adult would, oh, I knew it wouldn't happen mm. because we get into adulthood and then we think we know everything yeah. because we have progressed. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, I was looking around for somebody to come out and give me an apple and nobody came. <laughs> yeah. So I went around the second corner and there sitting on the sidewalk was an orange for my daughter waiting for her. <laughs> and at that point I looked at it and I just started crying and I'm like, Emma, look at this. Heavenly father knew you were hungry and he gave you this orange. And I looked up and I said, but it wasn't an apple. And the understanding came, but your daughter needs the vitamins of that orange. Mm -hmm. It was November. It was coming upon, you know, the sick time. And I was like, wow, okay. And I was so, so very grateful. But I want to tell you that that is so very important in the future to know. Mm -hmm. Because... Sometimes we're going to pass through hard things. And are you going to believe that these things can happen for you? Mm. And when you do, it will make your burdens light. And that's what he taught me. And so just being able to go to the medicine man and learning that part and learning all of those native things that I learned, learning from my ancestors and learning through the spirit about these things, 
um, actually really brought more wisdom and understanding out to me. Mm. And it was actually through my life's experiences that that understanding came. That wisdom and understanding in the scriptures talks about how it comes from your heavenly parents, mm. your creator. That. It's beautiful. I think one of the one of the things that I love most about all that is just just kind of the openness and the willingness to learn. Because um, I, uh, you know, I you've actually told me that story before, but like the first time you told me, I remember just. I think I had that 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 mind of an adult that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Like it was it it was immediately like, I know better, or like, oh, I think this might have actually been what happened, or I think this kind of thing. Um, but even just hearing it now this time, and I'm just like, I'm kind of trying to, just to be more open about it. And I and I I really feel that like, exactly what you're saying. If if you believe in it, and if you like that, you can truly manifest and, and achieve these things as long as like um, as long as you're open to it and you believe in it because I I think that that's that's something that so many people are willing to to forego just by wanting to think that they're already right or that they yeah. already know um, and I think that that's something I'm really overcoming as well just personally is just being more open to to all these things and and I've um, and, and like I kind of said earlier is like like when you were when you were healing me I was I was very hesitant and I was I was unsure. I was like, oh, I don't know. Now let me say something thing. right yeah. here, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said when you are healing me. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now, in our native way, mm-hmm. we this is just a teaching moment. Yeah, I love it. I I don't want to, you know, I don't want to bring anything out that you said anything wrong, but mm-hmm. I when Fool's Crow talks about like healing cuz he was a great healer, mm-hmm. he considered him as a hollow bone. Mm. which he was the hollow bone and he cleaned himself out of the most marrow outside. So the most power of God could run through him. Mm. So it is not me that heals. It's actually our creator and our savior, Jesus Christ. When he came, he said, I am the light and the life of the world. Now what's cool is that's third Nephi 11, 11. Mm-hmm. And 1111, some people know by numbers and numerology. And that's what I noticed. Third Nephi 1111 is I am the light and the life of the world mm. when he comes and introduces himself. So I am the only hollow bone. Mm. So whenever you're being healed, it is that light and life of the world and that power of our creator that heals you. See mm. what I'm saying? Yeah. So we get the opportunity to be those hollow bones amongst our brothers and sisters. Mm. So for me, if you could say, thank you for healing me, it's like, but if you say, thank you for your hollow boneness, Mm. then yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for your hollow boneness. (laughs) Thank you for your hollow boneness. (laughs) And I I appreciate that because, you know, I'm I'm always happy to to kind of just develop more understanding because, and and I, I guess like I just hadn't seen that that difference, right? Like to me it was just like this person is, is helping me right now. Yeah. yeah. But and, and I guess kind of what you're saying is that really you're passing like uh like God's light and God's power yeah. through you. That's what it is. Awesome. That's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. It's it's him. And mm-hmm. so when Christ was here and they called him the master, there's a reason why they called him the master. Mm-hmm. He is the master of everything. He, 
he is the light and the life of the world and he is here and um, I know he will come again I know that we are preparing to behold some great and marvelous things in the future and so this gives me hope and it should hopefully give other people hope but I know there's things um, to touch back on that part where where um, I was in my garden and the spirit said you can control the weather these are things that our native people knew a long time ago mm. um, I remember being at um, the Spanish Fork Pool and they had rented it out somebody in our neighborhood and my girls were um, invited to go to this party and the wind had kicked up there was sandwiches and mm -hmm. napkins flying everywhere <laughs> and I mean it was just a big wind and down on the south end of the county there was dark clouds and I looked over there and saw him and it was lightning and and they had announced that if it starts coming that way, then they're going to have to close the pool down. Mm -hmm. So I went behind the pavilion and I raised my arms in the air and said three times, be still, be still, be still. And guess what? Mm. It was still. And there's no more wind. And the... The clouds went the other way. And whatever that spirit said to me was very much right. Mm. That our creator knows us. He knows our heart. He knows what we need. I remember another time where I was um, going in my car and the, out just out of nowhere, the spirit said, Janelle, can you give away your coat to somebody with it being cold outside knowing that I can take care of you? It made me think for a little bit, and I thought, well, another time I, I was in the basement, and I was very cold. And I was like, well, if you can do that for me, then Heavenly Father, can you put a blanket on me? I'm very cold. Mm -hmm. And guess what? I warmed up. Sometimes all we have to do is ask and believe. What, what Father would not what loving father would not want to see his child warm? Mm. Sometimes it's us that needs to ask those things and believe um, that we can receive those. And those things happen to us. He knows the right things that will help us in our life. He sets the right conditions for us um, to learn and grow in in our purposes and we all have purposes here we need to find them and magnify them that's part i believe what the savior and talks about um be therefore perfect as i your father in heaven is perfect mm -hmm. living the kind of life where you have done everything that you needed to do um the learning lessons that you needed and the difference that you make here mm that being perfect is a full life and that's what i feel means to be perfect just just to kind of be an experience and learn to grow yeah and mm. and fulfill knowing what you need to do your purpose here and doing it mm. some people get so scared of doing things and 
it's it's their purpose. Yeah. Live your purpose. What what are you meant to do here? What what do you get to do on Mother Earth that you can say you've made a difference in a positive mm-hmm. direction? I like that. So. And that uh the there's one question that I kind of had in there and and um it was this is something that kind of I guess it was something that really pushed me away from the LDS church when I was kind of first struggling and everything was um because like at the time I did believe in like kind of like these spiritual gifts and like the ability to to heal and so then I would kind of ask questions of like then then why is there still so much suffering like why is there still so much people that experience like endless pain and um and I and you know I don't I don't want to disparage or anything in any way and I, I just kind of am curious what what you kind of think about that because I know that that's something that a lot of people who kind of left the church had a had a similar question because you know a lot of us would get we'd hear these stories of like really beautiful um kind of like spiritual like revelations um but then we would then we'd still see like so much suffering and pain like um I guess I was kind of curious what what your thoughts are on that okay so let me put it this way Mm -hmm. this world is a very dark world It is a place that you and I have come and everybody else listening to this podcast and not listening to this podcast have qualified to be here. Hmm. It is a very dark place. And if you think about it, Mother Earth is considered what is the footstool of God. Hmm. So if you think about our creator being here, and having his feet be on a footstool, Mother Earth is the farthest away from his face, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's the farthest away. It has been created for a specific purpose. And those who come here have been qualified to come here. They are the ones that our creator knows could come and fulfill the purposes of this earth. Mm. We are living in a time where mother earth is out of balance because the children upon her are out of balance. Mm. They're not walking in her beauty because they're not walking in her beauty. This is why we have so much commotion going on. Mm. But spiritually, if you look at it in a spiritual way, This is where you're learning to grow in light and personal progression Mm. in that way. Mm -hmm. If you choose to do that, Mm -hmm. if you allow um, those hard times to come, it's actually through those hard times that we learn the greatest lessons. Mm. So if you think about it, you get the opportunity to see how you deal with different life situations each day. Mm But there is a purpose in that, um, in our personal progression. But you have to remember, too, that there was a point where even Christ did not feel his father near. Mm. In the most horrendous, horrible time of his life, when he was beat beyond all comprehension of seeing a normal man Mm. there. He did not feel his father at that time. 
And he said, Father, why hast thou forsaken me? He had to fill that too. Are we above that? But I think a lot of times it's important for us to call out to our Heavenly Father. And that is important for us to draw closer to Him, mm. to our Creator mm -hmm. through those hard times. We can either let it get us down or we can draw closer to Him and really want to be closer to Him. When you do that, you will find that you are rescued in ways that you won't even know. Mm. You think about the Joseph Smith story. Sometimes we have those patterns in our life too. Before he saw God the Father in Jesus Christ, what did he get? He was seized upon by some unseen being. Then he saw the light. Mm -hmm. Kind of the same way here. If you are going through a hard time, then have hope to say, you know what? Something better is coming. Mm -hmm. And then you put that thought process out there and you know what? That's what you create because mm -hmm. you are a creator. Yeah. So you get to create that and you get to be part of Mother Earth through that darkness. But you have the power to create what you want to mm. with creator's help. And that, that actually kind of makes me think a little bit. I've, I'm, like I said earlier, I've, I've been reading a lot of Alan Watts. And one of the things that he talks about is like um, the more you try to like push off or avoid pain, it's like the stronger it grows. Yes. Um, and the um, and it, actually the more painful it really becomes. Mm -hmm. and it's, it's sort of like until you actually feel that pain, experience it. Um, then it was like you were said, you said earlier where you can actually start to know what the, what the light is, what the light feels like, mm -hmm. because it's only after you've fully experienced that and understood and, and gone through that and grown with the intention of, you know, of getting better, of, of improve, of seeing, um, growth that you'll actually, uh, you know, actually see the opposite side of that and the, the light and everything that you're talking about. So I appreciate you kind of covering that there because I know that that's something that I've that I've heard before that's something I've questioned a lot and and I think it, it is hard for a lot of people to understand like what is the purpose of this pain what yeah. is the purpose of this pain you know I think we don't really understand that here um, I think that we do get understanding here but until we are finally graduated from this life and we go to a different place, what our natives call a different camp, hmm. then we can fully understand what we went through here. Hmm. It will be brought out. I see. And so it's like, you know what? This life is just a time to, um, to come and to learn and experience, whether it's good or bad, it's mm -hmm. experience. It's got to be both, really. Yes. And then you get on the other side and it's like, oh, wow. And then it's like, Thank you, Creator. Thank you for letting me go through what I did on Mother Earth, this teaching place, a place of darkness, a place of, of hard times, because now look at what I've grown. Mm. And you will see things in a different perspective than you did. Mm. And that's what people don't understand. Yeah. Is that part of it? Definitely. Um, and then I kind of wanted to circle back to kind of some of the, the spiritual gifts that you were talking about. And I kind of wanted to get more insight on too. Um, 
like what what are what do these spiritual gifts look like and i think uh, just a personal question for me is like how do you know when you're actually receiving like spiritual guidance versus just like i don't know maybe just coincidence or or um or uh maybe misinterpretation or miscommunication mm. okay so sometimes when you get something in your head it's a thought or an idea but what our creator works is right here. Mm. So when you receive, you'll receive it here if it's from him. And you will feel that. You, you will feel and you will know. And then sometimes when I, when I, I know something, I'll say, well, I'll know within myself. Mm. It's like I'll know within myself something that has been brought forward that I have been taught either through spirit or that I have known before this life that I know. Mm. And so the problem is, is that a lot of people doubt themselves on what they're receiving. Mm. But rest assured, if it's a positive thing and the fruits are good from it, it could be very well a good thing, but always right here, ask. I remember Red Elk talking about test, 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 check, check, check. And what he's saying is that when you go to your creator, you ask three times and you get the same answer, that you cannot wear your creator out, that that three times is very important because somebody can get something and receive it and say, oh, well, I received this, this is what I thought, and then have it not come about the way they thought. Mm. But did they get a more sure answer? Mm. Did they test, test, test? Where is it coming from? Mm. And did they check, check, check to make sure that their answer is the same? Mm. Um, a lot of times it is knowing because you are spirit, knowing how to feel that other person, mm. knowing the intent of that other person. Mm -hmm and the heart they have. And so that's another way, whether people know it or not, sometimes you can feel that. Um, I did want to touch upon um, what gifts of the Spirit are in here. Mm -hmm. And I think that this says it best. Let's see if I can find it now. Talks about being perfect before Moroni seals up these. He talks about the gifts of the spirit. Um, he he reminds us that our Creator is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And um, talks touches upon charity, which is very important. Um, let's see. I can find it. Okay. And he talks about the power of the Holy Ghost. Wherefore, I exhort you that you deny not the power of God, for he worketh by power according to the faith of the children of men, the same today and tomorrow and forever. And again, I exhort you, my brethren, that you deny not the gifts of God, for they are many, and they come from the same God, 
and there are different ways. I want to touch upon that very, very clearly. There is, okay, my, my grandfather was a branch president. He went to see a medicine man. Everybody was upset because he went to see a medicine man. Okay, why in the, why in our white world mm -hmm. do we not get upset when we go see a doctor instead of just having a blessing? Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. There are different ways which he's talking about that these things are administered. Now, when I've done some healing, the Spirit has also told me for this person to get a blessing. Mm -hmm. They work hand in hand together. Mm -hmm. But I think some people just think that's not our way. That's not how it's done. Mm -hmm. But right here it clearly says there are different ways that these gifts are administered, but it is the same God who worketh all in all, and they are given in the manifestations of the Spirit of God unto men to profit them. The Lord looks on the heart. So as a healer and me being a hollow bone, I know if my heart is good and I have the best intention for that person, the Lord is going to work through me for that person. Mm. And if I am told that they need a blessing to follow up, guess what? They get a blessing too and I will tell them that. Because there's different ways that these are administered. Here's what he talks about the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit. To one it is given by the Spirit of God that he may teach the word of wisdom. That's a good one. And to another that he may teach the word of knowledge by the same Spirit. To another exceedingly great faith. To another the gifts of healing by the same Spirit. Again to another that he may work mighty miracles again to another, that he may prophesy concerning all things, to another, the beholding of angels and ministering spirits, and again to another, all kinds of tongues, again to another, the interpretation of languages and of divers kinds of tongues, and all these gifts come by the Spirit of Christ, and they come unto every man severally according as he will. Now, do we believe that these things happen hmm. to the extent where they need to? I think, I mean, I think I, I think they do. Is 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 like that that conversation I had with my mom, where you know she was explaining her own spiritual experiences, and and I just knew that like it was true, and like there these experiences that people have, these gifts that people have, they're they're real, they're real. And maybe I just have different, you know, ways of understanding it or different ways of uh, speaking about it. It's kind of like what you're saying with um, that, that double standard of, you know, judging people for going to a medicine man but instead of going to a doctor or something. Um, but it's, it's like if you're getting that healing, if you're getting that guidance, if you're getting those gifts um, from these different sources, it, you know, it doesn't matter because it's all the same thing. It, it depends on right here. Mm. The Lord looks on the heart and it says, and I would exhort you, my bre beloved brethren, that ye remember that every good gift cometh of Christ. 
And so those gifts that we have are given to us to benefit our brothers and sisters around us. Mm. It's not just for us to keep, but to benefit everybody. And there's a time where we need to stop thinking just within this way and open up and let our creator magnify himself through each one of us. Mm. Because with times coming in the future, this is what we need. We need to wake up to who we are. Mm -hmm. Um, we need to quit sleepwalking. Um, we do that a lot. We, most of us are asleep and don't even know we are because Mm -hmm. we don't know what I mean by that is we don't know the things that we can do through our creator. Yeah. And I would add on to that, that many people are, are living very unconsciously in a lot of ways, right? Like it's just very, um, like a very consumer culture where it's about um, satiating yourself and numbing yourself, right? Yeah. Um, and so I, I, I fullheartedly agree with that. Like there, there needs to be that awakening where we, where we step into our purpose, like you're saying, yeah. um, to be able to, to make the, the real changes that, that this world needs. Um, I really love that you've had such a positive outlook on the future. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll admit as kind of just like a younger person, like, we there's a lot going around that makes us feel like the future is going to be very bleak, like very, um, very dark. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that, and that's one of the reasons that I kind of brought up that question about like, uh, kind of that spiritual messages and how to know whether it's real or not, because, um, I felt like I've had some type of, maybe, maybe you'd call it a vision or maybe, a maybe just an epiphany or something, but, it was um, it was during um, a psilocybin treatment where I had this very powerful feeling that um, dark times and discomfort was coming, but that if um, that if we connected people to each other and to the planet, we will experience the great upheaval. Yes, and and that that's something I'm very much holding on to. Yes, because you know what. It doesn't matter if you feel like you're physically prepared for everything. If you feel like you've got everything that you need, it's not going to be enough. Because mm. if you're not spiritually prepared, you don't have anything. Yeah. You don't have anything. The thing that what the Lord taught me was being able to know these spiritual ways is going to be a big comfort to us. Mm-hmm. And that's what's going to get us through it. Yeah, it may be good to have have everything physically, but if we are not prepared spiritually, it's not going to serve us in any way that it, it can, all that physical stuff that we prepare for. Mm-hmm. And the most important thing that I know that I will tell you that I've been told from the other side is for us to, no matter what happens, to love one another, serve one another, even though you don't feel like you have anything to give, just help mm. and do not lose your humanity mm. to any culture, anything to not hu- lose your humanity and to love your brothers and sisters because you don't know what path of life they're walking mm-hmm. in. But if you can help and you can serve them, then it makes walking on mother earth a better better way i know that there are those who carry light upon this earth and that that is what is the hope of this earth is those that carry their light and 
and achieve their purposes here because that will bring about a great time on Mother Earth. So. I sure hope so. Yeah. Well, um, I think we might end up closing it here. But Janelle, thank you so much for, for your time today and for your wisdom. And um, I just want to really let you know that I, I really value our friendship and, and I appreciate the kindness that you've been showing me um, all throughout everything. Uh, it was it was, it was just such a very serendipitous experience that, that we were able to connect and get to know each other um, because it truly has helped me through um, a lot of really rough patches. And I, I just really appreciate you. And I'm so excited to see where you go because I know you're going to do great things. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. Thanks so much. You're welcome. And that is the end of episode 25 of the Kindness Rebellion. Thank you so much for being here and joining us in this beautiful conversation with Janelle. Um, if you're like me and you're an ex-Mormon, um, maybe the the Mormon messages were a little uh, triggering for you. If that's the case, pay attention to that. Be a little open as I was because sometimes when I hear people um, try to express themselves with their their kind of the Mormon words you know and uh, and a lot of those things I can find myself defensing like getting defensive or like tightening up um, but as I've started to relax and just be open to when people are sharing their truth with me um, I find that it helps me build connection and helps me um, actually really value the experiences that they had and where they're coming from and I really do value the experiences that Janelle's had and all of the things that she's talked to me about because I, I really find that whenever she is talking about sort of the indigenous side of her spirituality, I'm very intent in listening and, and very open completely. And then as soon as she like brings in her Mormon experiences, I start my own biases start to come in. And, uh, and it's a mark of um, the relationship that we're building that I've started to realize like, no, this is all her truth. This is all her own spirituality. This is her walking in her beauty, you know, and I've come to really value it and appreciate it very, very much. So thank you so much, Janelle, for being on this podcast and for sharing your truth with us. Um, if you like this conversation, please let us know, like, share, and subscribe, do all that good stuff, and uh, we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you so much.